Welcome everyone to the Variety Show Without a Clue. Guests from all over the world come from all walks of life and all careers to come on and tell us about themselves and give us a little bit of their insight. So grab a seat, relax, and listen, because this is The Leo Effect. Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another glorious show. It's a beautiful day here in New York, and I have with me a guest to make it even more beautiful, the lovely Sarah Baxley. How are you today, Sarah? I'm great. How are you? I am very well. Thank you very much for asking. Awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Um, I think we're just going to jump into this headlong and just go for it. How's that sound? That sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's rip off this Band-Aid. So first, That's right. <laughs> first and foremost, can you briefly summarize some of the more notable things that you've done in your career, just so everybody kind of knows what exactly you're all about? Absolutely. Um, I have always been a big kind of sports fanatic. Um, that's that has a lot to do with my background. Um, I grew up playing soccer, softball, and baseball, and volleyball, and. Um, and then later in life, I got into bodybuilding. Um, bodybuilding is just a piece. Um, I, I've done acting throughout my life, theater, modeling, commercials. And, you know, there was um, a brief pause. I got married and had babies. Aww. So, I yeah, I kind of picked it back up because my kids are grown now. And, um, you know, it is, I kind of combine everything. I'm, I'm one of those people that, that likes to, to try new things, and, and I'm a huge dreamer. And the entertainment industry has always been a dream of mine, um, more of a passion. For me, it's not about fame. If fame is a result of passion, then so be it. Um, but currently I have done a horror movie, which was actually on my bucket list to do. And it is called, uh, Mr. Snippum Clip a Man. It's going to be featured at the Screen Fest down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Nice. I played it. Yeah. I played Detective Sanders. And what was cool about that part was it was actually one of the lead parts, but I got to get bloody and I didn't die. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know I can be in the sequel. So, you know. <laughs> nice. so, yeah. And then I also, I, um, I play a French secret agent with the super force. It's actually a podcast. Um, J.S. Earls and Ben Avery created it. And they've got other ones called like the random sumo girl, the Mark. But the one that I participate in is a super force. And I do have, I put on a French accent. I've done voiceovers uh, in my life. And it's really cool. That was kind of another bucket list thing, playing a superhero. Yeah. Um, and we get to, we get to do like little comic cons at comic stores, you know, and stuff like that. So we get to sign autographs. And that's always, that's always a good time. And, and meeting the fans that, that enjoy the podcast because I, I love podcasts um, and stories. I think, you know, it takes people, it takes people back. I mean, I mean, I remember when, you know, well, no, I don't remember. My mom probably remembers <laughs> when kids would sit around the radio and, and listen to stories. And that's kind of, 
what it reminds me of. And everybody's seen, I'm sure, a Christmas story and the when they sit around the radio. That's kind of what it reminds me of. And it's, it's so cool because you can use your imagination. You hear these different voices and you hear the sounds and, <clears throat> and all of that. And it's, it's such a good time. And the Super Force is, we're basically trying to save the world. Obviously, we're superheroes. <laughs> but, um, my character, uh, Agent Rotom, is, you know, she's had kind of a troubled past which was really cool because I got to help JS write my episode that I did uh, last month. And it kind of um, orchestrates a little bit of my background. Um, I got sober June 28, 2014. So that actually plays into my, my story as Agent Rotom and how she was a race car driver before she became a part of the super force. And, you know, some of her trials and tribulations and, it's cool because it's personal, yet it's not. But um, it it definitely helps to convey the story when we're recording. That's awesome. That's really cool yeah. that it works together like that and that you got to help be part of the creative process. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that was that was fun. And we should, um, JS should have our scripts to us here in the next couple of weeks and we'll be launching it. And what's really cool about his podcast is that he kind of combines the super force with like the randoms and, you know, sumo girls. So you kind of get bits and pieces, all of, all of his podcasts together. Oh. But, but yeah, yeah. And then recently I had the opportunity to um, join forces with uh, Mr. Steve Joyner. Um, we, work as a publicist to help promote people like we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm really excited to be a part of that. And, um, you know, it's just kind of getting back into it. Uh, for a while I was managing gyms and, um, I did my first bodybuilding competition, uh, the Daytona beach classic last year in September. Um, I didn't know that I had that kind of mental, I mean, I, I'm a pretty disciplined person, but the mental strength and the physical strength that, and the discipline that it takes to, you know, overcome not eating certain things and, and making sure that you're working out and you're drinking your two gallons of water a day and you're taking your supplements and all of that. I didn't know that was in me. And I kind of surprised myself. And of course, what's really funny is that I wanted to do a competition for so long, but my biggest fear, believe it or not, was getting on stage in front of thousands of people in a bikini. You know, I'm, <laughs> I was, I was right, serious. Yeah. I mean, I've had kids and, you know, I've got stretch marks and a mom and I just, I was really, really shy. But what surprised me was the day of the competition it was so much fun. There was no nerves or anything. And fortunately, I walked home with some hardware. I got third in novice, third in masters, and then I got second in bodybuilding. That's impressive. I that's a wow. That's a great accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really pleased with the result. And you know, I had trainers approach me and say, "Hey, you need to keep doing this. You've got a great you know frame." I'm six one, so. 
I'm not a small person. Um, and they wanted to kind of mold me and, you know, they wanted me to do this and do that. But I don't know. It was one of those things where I did it and now I can kind of, you know, tell people my experience with it and, and what to expect. But I don't know if I, I applaud people to do it all the time, but I don't know if I could continue to do that because it really does take a toll on your mind, body and soul. Right. What What's a normal training regimen like during the day? Just a normal everyday training for you look like? Okay. Um. Well, when I first started, when I was 18 weeks out, um, I was eating 10 times a day every two hours. Okay. And that, that consisted of like a chicken breast and a sweet potato. And then I'd have rice cake and peanut butter. And then I'd have spinach and chicken. And it was just like copious amounts of chicken. Or you could do <laughs> turkey or, right. Um, uh, peanut butter, almonds, uh, just pretty much bottom of the barrel. No, not a lot of salt, not a lot of flavoring. But I did look forward to my cheat days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when we did work out, um, it was really about isolating your muscle groups. Um, so many people go into the gym and they want to work their biceps and their traps and their back and, and their legs all in one day. But the secret for me and from what I learned was that you want to isolate those muscle groups because when you work all of those different muscle groups, the blood doesn't know where to go. And so everybody hears that term, the pump. That's where you get the pump is when you just isolate like your biceps or something. Ah. So a training day would typically be an hour of fasted cardio in the morning, um, an hour to an hour and a half workout at lunch, um, isolating a certain muscle group, and then uh, another hour of fasted cardio at night. Wow. Yeah. That's hard. That, I mean... For for me, that's hardcore. I mean, my gym <laughs> consists of driving past it on my way to work. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's people out there that would agree with that. <laughs> but that's awesome. So I'm going to put you on Thank the spot you. a little bit here because we were kind of touching on, you know, how you were eating 10 times a day, you know, every two hours yeah. and all that. So I'm going to put you on the spot with kind of a, not an overly controversial topic, but I want to get your opinion on it. What is your sure. views on the ketogenic diet? You know, <laughs> um, I, I don't have anything about uh, against it. Uh, I think that it's really great for some people. Um, I think that people have to take it in account, you know, if they, have, if they do have medical issues like cholesterol and, and you know, anything that might... Um, well, I know that keto is a lot of protein and fat. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's affecting somebody's body positively, I don't have anything against it. Um, there's so many diets out there, though. Right. I've actually done, I mean, keto and Adkins, from what I understand, is the same. Keto, meaning ketosis, Basically, what happens is because of your lack of carbohydrates, 
your body goes into a state of ketosis, um, and that at that point, it's like your metabolism shoots through the roof. But you can also achieve that eating every two hours, like a piece of chicken and a sweet potato, or, or you know something like that. So it's basically a high-powered metabolism diet, which is not a bad thing. It's just as long as it you don't have medical conditions that would conflict with that. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That was a very political answer of you. Have you ever considered running for <laughs> office? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. No, so thanks. We talked about some business stuff. We talked about some, um, you know, bodybuilding and dietary stuff. So yeah. Let's let's talk about one of your other facets, that the acting facet, and um, getting into all of that. Um, yeah. What in the world made a little Sarah Baxley wake up one morning and say, "I'm going to be an actress"? Oh wow! Well, I was always like a huge ham when I was a kid. Um, you know, I was kind of the life of the party. I wanted to, I remember when I was a kid, when the, the first Michael Jackson album came out, we had stairs and I would reenact the whole thriller video. <laughs> and I, at the, I know, right? and at that point I was like, I have to do something. And I was so, I loved Greece and, you know, I reenacted that with my friends and, and I, I would also, I lived on a cul-de-sac with a bunch of guys, so I, that's kind of where I got my tomboy edge. And we would do breakdancing shows for the cul-de-sac parties on cardboard. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Even on the cardboard, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, we had the parachute pants with the, the bandana tied around the knee, and the members-only jacket, you know, you oh remember? Oh, my gosh, yeah, in the, the 90s. Oh. Yes. That's awesome. So, yeah, so, you know, I've, I was always into performing, and I loved to sing, and I did theater um, at a very early age. I even danced with the San Diego Ballet. Oh. And um, what was so funny is that my first commercial audition, it was for a Burger King commercial, and I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to be on TV. And I get there, and my mom's in the room with me, and so they asked me to read this script, and it was awful. It was, I mean, there was, it didn't sound like I was communicating with the public. It, it I sounded robotic almost. It was like, <laughs> hi, welcome to Burger King. And, and, you know, of course, I got the, oh, don't call us, we'll call you. You right, know? Right, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I, that kind of made me second guess myself because I thought that I was ready and honestly, I wasn't really ready. So that's when I kind of dove into modeling. Um, you know, I did shows that, for department stores and, and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing huge. And I just, it was, it was almost like I couldn't get out of myself. There wasn't that freeing element of, I don't care what my facial expressions look like. I don't care if I yell. I don't care if I scream. I don't care. I just, I couldn't hone in on the part. And it took me many, many years to just let that go and be like, you know what? 
if I'm, you know, too outlandish or too loud, they can tell me to pipe it down. But it took me a long time before I could just be free with the character or whatever script that they had put in front of me. Wow. Those are very wise words. (sighs) You can always be told to turn it down. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Dang. Absolutely. So you said yeah, you've done some so, stuff in, in Daytona. So you, you live in, you know, I'm not trying to give away too many private details uh-huh. here, but you live in Florida. So what inspired you to move out that way? Um, I was actually, I was in Crossville, Tennessee for a while after coming back from California. Um, and I, it's a very small town. I mean, if you blink and you're through the town, but you know, living there, you really get to know everyone. And one of my friends was opening a gym. And so I went to work as a personal trainer for the gym. And, and I was, you know, in charge of, of some of their, well, they called it MX4. So I was in charge of the classes and stuff like that. And um, the owners came to me and said, hey, we are getting a place in Daytona. Do you want to go help us open it? And I was like, absolutely hello, and it's right across <laughs> from the beach. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I jumped on that opportunity, and that's what brought me to Daytona. And when I got here, they're like, surprise, we're giving you the gym. You're, you're in charge of the gym. Manage it. So I was, wow. I was yeah, I was, yeah I, I was really grateful for the opportunity. Um, and, you know, it, I, love, I love the fitness industry. I love impacting the people, uh, my members that, that came in every day. I mean, you know, the, the interaction between myself and I, we had, you know, a, a couple members who were deaf and I was learning how to speak sign language with them so I could communicate with them. You know, the relationship with the little old lady that comes in doesn't think that, you know, girls should have muscles brought me cookies every day, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, just the bonds that you make with these people. And, you know, they tell you how much you inspire them, but they actually inspire me. And that was one of the reasons that kept me going back to that job every day. Um, The reason why I did leave was I had a bit of a a medical incident um, that had to do with my heart. And I just, I was work. I was I was a manager, so I was working uh, lots of hours. And I made the decision after you know contacting. I had been speaking to a couple of my friends that were in the industry, and they were encouraging me to get back into it. And I just I kind of leaped, and I said, you know, thank you for the opportunity, um, but I think I'm I'm going to go in this direction now. And so we parted ways, and I wish them well. And I still talk to my members, and we're all friends on Facebook, and we communicate and stuff, which is really cool, really, really cool. And so that's kind of when I, I jumped off and, and started back into the, the entertainment industry. Well, I'm that very all glad happened that you this did. year. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. Yes. So, is there a lot of entertainment business to be done out there in Florida? You know, a lot of things are done in Tampa. Um, there's Orlando. Um, a funny story is I love Universal Studios, and it was a bucket list thing of mine 
<laughs> I have a lot. I have a huge bucket list, by the way. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be in a, um, a haunted house. And I saw that they were hiring for Halloween Horror Nights. And I actually got cast. Oh, wow. But, That's yeah, cool. I got, yeah, it, but the only thing is, is with all of my other projects, I unfortunately had to decline. I mean, they hired me on the day of the audition, which was I was really grateful for. But after kind of taking a look, because I have an tendency of, of kind of it, having so many things going at once. I just function better that way. You know, I always like to stay busy and, and be active and things. But I was, I was kind of piling things up. And plus, I live... I was about an hour and a half away. So realistically speaking, you know, to get there and then, you know, get dressed and, and get on the lot and all that stuff, I would have to leave almost two hours before I needed to be there. Wow. Um, and then I wouldn't get, yeah, and then I wouldn't have gotten home until like two or three o'clock in the morning because it ends at once. So, so unfortunately I had to decline. Maybe it'll be, maybe I'll do it in the future, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, they do a lot in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Tampa. Tampa's a, a, a real big one. Um, you know, I'm still kind of learning all, all about Florida. I've not been to Miami or, or down that way, but one day I'll get down there. I know that they've got <laughs> a really, some really good um, studios down there as well, so... So hopefully oh, I'll have the yeah. opportunity to, to go down there and check those out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and get you, get yourself out there some more so that we can see you in some more movies. That'd be cool. Yes. That would be <laughs> super cool. Absolutely. You, you said that you had done um, at least one convention, right? Oh, the for uh, like a Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah. You, you said you what? had done a couple, right? Well, I've done, we've, we've had some, for the Super Force, um, we've yeah. done some at comic book stores down in Tampa. We did uh, one at Emerald City, and then we did another one, and oh my goodness, I can't remember the name. It was just a couple weeks ago we went down there. Uh -huh. But um, we haven't done the huge, huge Comic-Cons yet, but right. um, JS right. is, is looking into doing that, yes. Cool. So I well, hope so. Yeah, you know, the littler ones, it, you know, you can't. Even, I mean, they may be smaller, but it's publicity is publicity anyway. But that actually, exactly that's actually a perfect because those little ones they tend to be just the comic book store owner trying to you know build up revenue for himself. So he's got you in there. So this is, next question actually might work out pretty well. Um, has anything just completely outlandish or funny happened at one of those conventions to you? Um, like a crazed fan uh, or you know, well, something I mean, behind the scenes? Not like super crazy. I mean, you get the um, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> um, well, you know, you get the, the, the you, you get some people that are like Hi, how are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we like and, to call them but, mouth breathers. Right. And, <laughs> and what's crazy to me is is I'm, I'm sitting here going, I'm just a girl who's playing, a, okay, wait, what? You know, and <laughs> but, but then 
But then I have to put myself into their shoes because, you know, there has been actors that I've met throughout my lifetime that you're just like, and, you know, you're like, hi, how are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I have to, I have to kind of put myself in their shoes and it, I mean, nothing completely crazy or, or anything like that. Maybe just, you know, just that awkward, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, so no, I don't have any crazy stories, but I'm sure I will. Right. <laughs> well, when it comes to the, you know, superhero fandom and quote-unquote nerd culture and things like that, to have a woman part of that is, is always a huge draw. So I I could see where half of it would be them you know, fawning over you for that reason. And then the other half is probably just, you know, starstruck. So that's, well, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I've always kind of been like a, a nerd in a way. Um, I mean, I go back to like, I, I played video games when I was a kid. Um, my dad had an Atari and then my first like real gaming console was a Nintendo and my favorite game in the world was Contra. Oh, and I yeah. remember I remember the code to this day. It was <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start to get those 50 men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old Konami code. I, love I know. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you may have played video games, and sure, that might put you close to being a nerd, but... Anybody can play video games. I mean, the local football player can play video games. The true question is, have you ever rolled dice? Rolled dice? Yeah, um, Dungeons you mean like and Dragons. In, oh, you know what? I did not. So, okay, you can out, outcast me as a nerd. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you are forever n- nerd banished. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you know, I've had friends that have played it and stuff but no i have not that's, i did not that's all right you, you just don't know what you're missing out on it's okay <laughs> <laughs> no uh you know there's lots of people out there that haven't and it kind of drew a bad uh stigma for a while there and i think with pop culture it's starting to make a comeback so yeah, maybe one day you will try it out and you'll love it because you use your imagination just like listening to a radio show or a podcast Nice. Yeah, I will definitely check it out. So that's for sure. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're about rounding the corner to the end of the show. So I think um, here in these last few moments, I would uh, just like to open it up to you that you can tell everybody where they can uh, maybe follow you or see more of what crazy antics you've done or where to go and listen to those podcasts um, that you yeah. you play your French accent. We met you there at incredible speed. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's so funny because my favorite, my favorite voice to do is Bart Simpson. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You ready? Sure. <clears throat> well, man, trap, dude. <laughs> that is incredibly uncanny. <laughs> wow. And and even with, you know, the that we're talking over the internet and phone waves and everything else, that 
came out amazing, at least in my headset. So I hope all the listeners heard that in all oh, its glory. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, well, thank geez. you. Thank you. So the floor is yeah, yours. You can tell everybody where to find you. Okay. Well, um, for the uh, Supersonic Pod comics, um, you can go to www.supersonicpodcomics.com. Um, they have all of the weekly comics on there. And again, there's not only the Super Force, there's the Randoms and Sumo Girl and the Mark. Um, for social media, I'm actually only on Facebook, um, but it's open to the public. So you can just Google Sarah Baxley. Um, I don't know if there's a bunch of Baxleys out there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm blonde and I have short hair. So, so, um, yeah, there's, um, and you, oh, with, with Steve, uh, Joyner as well. Um, you can, well, you can message me through, um, Facebook if anyone is looking for a publicist or a representation to do podcasts and radio stuff. Uh, you can contact me there, and it's, it's such a good time, and and I life is good, and and I just appreciate you having me on your show. I was just about to say I want to thank you so much for coming and playing along with my silly antics and telling <laughs> me some great stories, and topping oh, it all off with a perfect Bart Simpson impression. That was a fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cherry on Calabunga top. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it so much. It's great when people come on and they have a good time and, and do silly things like that. So everybody, come back next time for more antics from me and my guests. Thank you for coming, and we appreciate you. See you later. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is Ray. Thank you for listening. It's because of listeners like you that I'm able to keep this show going. For more of my shenanigans, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment, where I'm co-host to Breaking the Fourth Wall, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, Lemmy Stormkiller on Four Corners of Hell, and finally, The Chronicler on Chronicles of the Lost Realm. You can also find me at Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, playing an awesome game called Shattered Dawn. For contact information or to be on the show, check out theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast today.